Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. We're joined now by Nadia Lavelle. She's senior U.S. equity strategist at UBS Global Wealth Management. And uh, Nadia, we did see U.S. markets close a little bit lower on Friday. What do you sense is the path of least resistance from here? Still a lot of unknowns out there, and one of them isn't the Fed continuing to tighten. Yeah, still a lot of uncertainty in this market. And this is why we've been saying for uh, the last week or two that we thought that this rally would fade. And we're seeing evidence of that. Uh, we don't think that we were in the start of a new bull market. We're still, we still see it as a bear market rally. This is sort of normal. This is what you see in a bear market. You see a couple of these rallies. And we don't think that this bear market is going to end until when you look at the historical data, there's some evidence of nearing a bottoming of the economic data or pivot by the Fed to a more dovish stance or through rhetoric or, or whether that be through interest rates cuts. And so we don't see either of those things on the near-term horizon. So we continue to think that um, the S&P is going to end the year at 3,900. So we expect the market to pull back from current levels. And we could even retest the, the June lows, especially as we think that the forward estimates still need to be reduced. So we had the weak PMI data, not just in the U.S., but uh, many global economies are suffering the same fate right now, contraction. In the week ahead, we're getting a couple of key data points on the U.S. housing market right before the Fed has the decision on Wednesday. And I'm wondering whether or not if the Fed begins to see meaningful deterioration in the demand story, that you've got to revisit your thesis here that the Fed is not going to continue to be aggressive. I do think that the Fed is going to remain data dependent. It signaled that, but inflation readings are still coming in hotter than expected. We saw that with the, the, the June numbers, and we expect inflation to remain elevated this summer. And so we think that that's going to keep the Fed focused on inflation, which they are adamant about bringing down. And so we're looking for another 75 basis points this week. We think that cadence, though, will reduce when we get to the September meeting more to 50 basis points and then eventually to 25 basis points in November in December. But we think that the Fed is going to remain course until there's some give on inflation or unless they see meaningful deterioration in the job markets, because that's the other part of their mandate. So we've had a lot of earnings rolling in so far. I'm just wondering what your assessment is of earnings season uh, to this point. And is the guidance for the coming quarters credible in your view? 
Yes, you know, this week will be key. We, we know the heavy hitters are reporting this week. We're still in the early innings, as we said. But I would say what we're starting to tease out from the earnings season is that we are seeing consumer spending holding up. Uh, but there are signs of cracks. You know, the higher mortgage rates are starting to impact the housing demand. And we're also seeing some of the, the lower and um, the lower income households feeling the pinch from high inflation. We're seeing some deterioration in credit in that area. We're hearing from some of the wireless companies that people are not paying their phone bills on time. And so that's concerning some of the card issues as well are seeing an increase in delinquency rates. And so we are starting to see a slight decline in the forward estimates. So guidance are pointing to that economic slowdown that's happening, but we think that that's going to accelerate in the coming quarters. I mean, right now we still have the consensus expectations for 2023 come down now to 8%, but we're at three and a half percent earnings growth for the next year. And so we think that the consensus needs to come down further. And so that guidance, as we, as we go out, for the rest of the year is probably going to pull those estimates down. So you're in a position where you have to put capital to work. And I'm curious what you're saying to clients at UBS Global Wealth Management about the current environment. If I have to be an invested right now in some asset class in some part of the globe, how does it play out? Where do, where do I put money to work? We continue to think that value um, is a place to be versus growth. I mean, historically, that's tend to perform, uh, outperform in periods of inflation above 30%. We're also adding to defensive and quality, you know, in areas like healthcare as well as uh, high quality companies that have real earnings, strong return on invested capital and a free cash flow. Um, and I would say also from a sector standpoint, we continue to be buyers of energy on the pullback. We've seen a pullback, obviously, in oil prices, but we think that oil prices is going to end a year at $125 on Brent and into um, as of the first half of next year. We just continue to think that the supply market remains very tight, and we think it's going to get even worse as we approach that oil embargo that's going to go into place in the EU uh, later this year. you got to replace a $3 million, $3 billion excuse me, 3 million barrels of oils each day. And that's going to tighten the market even more. So we think that there are areas in, in that as well. And we're also advising using this volatility in terms of adding to derivatives and structures that can offer you some downside protection, but still allow you to participate if the market does rally on the upside. Despite these uh, very strong oil prices we've seen, the consumer has been pretty resilient. Uh, how enduring do you see that uh, consumer strength being? near term, the consumer obviously has continued to spend. We're seeing a shift in away from spending from goods to services, as we know. But as I highlighted earlier, you're starting to see, you know, pockets of weakness, particularly within the lower end uh, households. So we expect that eventually that consumer spending will slow as we get to the back half of the year into 2023. But we're not calling for a recession. We do think that, you know, consumer balance sheet remains as good safe with excess, excess savings. We also think in terms of the ability to service debt ratios are quite low. And so we think that the, the consumer might be able to help this economy skirt recession, even though we're seeing a slowdown and a reduced spending. You heard it here. We avoid recession. Nadia, good stuff. Thank you so much for being with us. Nadia Lovell is Senior U.S. Equity Strategist at UBS Cloth Well Management. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, 
top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.